0: Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Today we have the privilege of hearing our worship pastor, Andrew Dawson, speak with a message called, What is Going On? Pastor Andrew uses his personal experience to show us that when we ask God to go through life storms with us, He is faithful to lead us through to the other side. We hope you enjoy this message.
1: I get up in the pulpit, amen, and I get critiqued, but today... I get to critique today, and you get to critique our new associate pastor. So today, take out your notes and let's critique Pastor Andrew as he comes and speaks to us. Amen. Oh
0: man, iron sharpens iron, y'all. Come on, come on. You know, we were um, we as a staff, we we get together and um, we uh, once a week we have staff meeting, you know, and, uh, one of the cool things, uh, that we're doing right now as a staff is we're, um, we're watching, uh, a video on, on momentum and leadership. And, and one of those things that, that, um, they encourage us to do, uh, in church leadership is to, to be all constantly critiquing ourselves because we all know if you can't, if you don't know where a problem is or critiquing yourself or whatever, you can't get better. And so when pastor CJ on my first, um, my first week here, he's like, "Hey man, great first staff meeting. You're preaching on the 7th. <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, let's go, okay." And then I was like, "Hey man, let me give me feedback because I, I want to know. I want to know because we always want to be growing." Amen. Right. Let's jump right in. Um, let's pray real quick. Cool, Father God, we thank you for your love. God, we thank you for who you are, Jesus. We uh, we just pray that you you will be speaking uh, through me today. And God, we just pray for uh, open hearts to hear what you have to say today, Jesus. In your name, everyone said. Amen. Amen. Um, thanks to Pastor CJ and Cheryl for, for this opportunity. This has been great. Becky and I are so excited to be here. Um, and uh, to be here specifically at Adventure Church and as well as like this general area, man, God, God has uh, done some really cool things. So today we're going to talk a little bit about how my wife and I got here and how God's kind of worked in these little areas. And it's been really, really Awesome. Um, to get us to to this point. So we're going to be really real. Is that okay with y'all? Yeah. Okay, good. All right, let's go. Let's go. So life as a Christian isn't always as easy as people may think. I think we, uh, a lot of times, you know, we we see either whether it's in movies, and I'm always kind of like surprised at, at like movies, and I'm not like in Hollywood or whatever, but I'm just saying it's funny, like how they portray like the Christian, like next door that does no wrong. And they're always like, ah, and they're buttoned up and like, oh, I was always smiling. And, you know, and it was like, man, like what kind of Christians are they finding? <laughs> like all my Christians I know are like, all my Christians, what? <laughs> my people, <laughs> but I'm like, Hey, like, I don't know anyone like that. <laughs> um, but, you know, as, as um, I, I, I know a lot of pastor friends and I know a lot of yeah, youth pastor friends specifically, I don't know why it was just from Bible school and whatnot. And pastor TJ and Cheryl, we have, we have all these kind of friends. And, um, <laughs> so I see on Facebook and, and I always like, you know, I'm, I'm, I always try to not compare myself to others. Cause God has a different calling on every individual person and every different personality. And so it's, it's always good to be mindful to not compare yourself to anyone, but, but something I sometimes fail at doing is comparing myself. And, and I, what I see is I feel like my youth pastor friends and man, they got so much energy, and and like everything is awesome, and and ministry is happening. We're doing this, 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 and I'm always just like, whoa, you know. But we only see what people po- post on Facebook, right? We don't, if, unless they're being like super real and showing you some of the negative stuff that happens on in their lives. Um, we're always seeing like awesome stuff, and so sometimes I'm like, oh man, like I'm not exactly that excited all the time, like, and and you know, but we 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 have this like internal thought in our in our in our hearts, like. Should we be acting like that all the time? Is that, is that normal? Is that what we're supposed to be doing as Christians? What, what does God say about that? Um, so sometimes I think we as Christians, we don't know how to act during the storms. And by the storms, I mean the stuff that happens in our lives that just oh, just <laughs> just push us down where, where we feel like, where is the end of this end of this season? Sometimes we forget how to serve God when our world seems like it's falling apart. When we face that storm for the first time, we often ask ourselves, what is going on, right? So that's kind of the thing we're going to be talking about today is, is what, what do we do when, when we feel like nothing right is happening? Have you guys been there? Anyone? Show of hands real quick. Yeah. Right. Um, We we ask ourselves, God, like, what is going on? What, why are we going through this? Why is this and this and this and this happening? And yet, you know, but we're supposed to be happy and, and Christian and, you know, you know, happy or whatever, uh, society says we're supposed to be like, like, what is that? Um, so sometimes we may begin to question, uh, God's plan or wonder if we're being spiritually attacked. Even, uh, sometimes when, when bad things have happened in, in my life, I've, w- I've wondered like, Oh man, Laura's about to do something big because a lot of things are going wrong. <laughs> and, and that's okay though. I think it's okay to ask what's going on. Um, but here's the cool part. We don't have to go through storms alone, right? We don't have to go through storms alone because we put our faith in Jesus. Amen. Psalm 34, 17 through 18. Let's check this out. This is really cool. It says, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. I'm going to read that again. When the righteous, that's us. Hello. Hello. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Now, let's talk about this real quick. Um, sometimes I feel, maybe this is just me, but I'm just being real with y'all. Sometimes I feel when we hear like these verses, um, it's easy for us to be like, you know, like sometimes if, if we're in such a, like whether it's a depression or or such a negative mindset, or if, if lots of bad things are happening in our lives, it's easy to look at this verse and be like, mm. you know, and not receive it and, and just be like, oh, well, that's a that's a nice verse. But we have to have an open heart to hear what God has to speak in our lives. So when we are going through storms, it's saying when the righteous us cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of darkness or out of, out of troubles because uh, sometimes we, we always think, Oh, well, everything's on our time, you know, like, Oh God, I asked you for help and it's only Thursday. So by Sunday, you better deliver that, <laughs> you know? And we, 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 we kind of put God in a box and, and we say, you need to, you know, make this happen in my time. Um, so we, we don't have to go through storms alone because of this. When my wife and I were in between, um, ministry positions, we were, we were living in Kansas city and, <clears throat> Uh, long story short, but, uh, in our last ministry position was in Decatur, Illinois. We had a, we have a home there. Um, and when we transitioned, we were like, Oh, cool. We'll sell our house. We'll move to Kansas city with my parents and save up money while we pray where, and figure out where God is going to lead us next. Sounds like a pretty sound plan. Right. Um, and, uh, like, Oh yeah, the house will just sell no problem. And then we'll just, uh, be able to save all this money in the world. Right. So, um, and then we'll be able to, um, Go to a, a full time worship pastor position. So, um, <laughs> we knew we wanted to be back in full time ministry, but we didn't know what that looked like or where. But something cool about this is, um, I believe that God des- uh, grants the desires of our hearts. And so, one of the things, um, you know, if we, I always tell people, like, if if I could just do whatever uh, I wanted to do, like, I would be in a church in like Minnesota or Wisconsin. Remember, we're in Kansas City right now. We just left Illinois. <gasps> No, I'm just I don't like Illinois. It's anyway, anyway. <laughs> it's like cornfields, man. <laughs> That's all it is. Um no, but um so we were living in Kansas City and and we were just like, you know, ideally like it would be awesome to be living up north and and all of a sudden we we were saying like, "God, here's exactly what we want to happen." Um and it'd be cool if that happened, but we we just want to be obedient and and be uh followers of you and go where you call us to go. So, um so I'm gonna tell you a little bit about our journey and how and how God worked into that. This. this is really cool. So January 2018, a little over a year ago, we were um we we moved to Kansas City and uh so we were just like, oh cool, we're just I was substitute teaching, my wife works from home, uh kind of a flexible schedule, and um and we were just sitting in a room together, my wife and I, and she gets the water bill, because you know, we're still paying our mortgage and our, our bills for our house. And she gets the water bill, and it's five times the amount that it normally is. Five times. That's a lot of water for a house that's sitting empty. <laughs> so, you know, things are <laughs> we're scared. So we we call we call the uh we call the water department in that area and we were like, uh, yo, this is real expensive. Either you guys messed up or something really bad <laughs> happened in our house. And they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, your uh, thermostat battery died and all your pipes froze and broke. <laughs> Sweet. We live five hours away. Awesome. So um, so we were like, wow. Uh, okay, so we were freaking out. We talked to our realtor. Um, and and we had done like a lot of work in our house. And so, you know, we're like, our baby. <laughs> we're like, oh, what is happening? And and so we we talked to insurance and 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 all this stuff. And so once the dust finally settled, I just looked at my wife and I was like, what is going on? Like, man, like this is such a big thing. Uh, and why why are we going through this? Like, what is what's the problem? And we got off the phone with the insurance, and insurance says, nope, you are negligent. It's your fault. We're not covering it. And we're like, what? Like, we live five hours away. How is but um and so again we were like what is going on like this horrible thing happened and we have to pay for all of it and it's thousands and thousands of dollars of damage and and just i mean not to mention our our home like you know it feels like a part of you so um uh, we we ended up being able to uh, i I called insurance and fought with them in the name of Jesus and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, no, but they ended up covering it. Praise the Lord. And yeah, it was, Oh, but, um, it, uh, it, it, w- it didn't just end there. We, we went on, um, the last contractor, uh, left our house and finished their bit like four months after this all happened. So like, I mean, even, I mean, you guys probably know how these things go when, with contractors or whatever, or, Um, but sometimes you get like people who don't really do the job right and or whatever. And so then, then you have to have someone else come in and fix it and all that, you know, every little thing, it wasn't just an easy, like, Oh, okay, fix it. And now they're gone. Um, so we, we didn't have a great situation with that. And so four months go by, right. We finally got, uh, our last contractor out and we're like, cool. Our house is like has some new walls, um, you know, and new pipes (laughs) and, you know, paint job is fresh and that's awesome. So we were like, sweet. Like we're we're ready to go. Like our house will sell now. It's summer. Hmm. No. Uh <laughs> and so um <laughs> so let's let's check this verse out real quick before we keep going. Um Isaiah forty-one, ten, it says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So if we call ourselves followers of Jesus then we should be giving our fear to God to give us strength. So during this time, and, but like we can say this all we want and be like, sweet, yeah, like that's, feel better. But like sometimes that it does, doesn't make us feel better. Sometimes we have to really dwell on these verses for it to finally set in and to live out that as well. So um, so we finally, um, we were trying really hard to be positive and be like, God, all these bad things are happening, but. But we, we give our faith and our trust in you. We know, like, you have a plan. Even though we can't see light at the end of the tunnel, we can't see answers yet, we know that you have a plan. So we finally felt like we were back on track. It was, like, July and August-ish, and... Um, we finally felt like we were back on track, even though our house still wasn't selling. But I had like a job interview at a church and that went great. Um, but we 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 didn't have a piece about that's where he wanted us. And so, um, and but anyway, we were like, okay, things are moving, things are happening right, and and our house is nice and pretty and ready. And um and then we uh we what we do every year is we go up to my wife's uh family's cabin, and that's in like northern, northern, northern Minnesota slash Canada. And, uh, it's the coolest place in the world. But anyway, it's, uh, but no running water, no electricity, no cell phone reception. I mean, it's, it's old school, man. Like it's, we got an outhouse. Come on. Anyway. <laughs> so it's the best place in the world. That has nothing to do with anything, but I just want to brag on it. Cause I love it so much. Um, so, so we were up there with, with my wife's parents and, um, and it was really cool. We uh, we were able to stay there for like five days. We do this like once a year at least. And um, so we, we we only had like a certain amount of time we were staying there. And then we, our plan was to go back down to uh, her parents' house, which is in St. Croix Falls. Now remember, we're living in Kansas City, okay? So we we stopped down in St. Croix Falls. We were, our plan was to stay there for a couple days and enjoy the weekend, uh, come to church here, blah, blah, blah. And then um, go back down to Kansas City. And... So, um, and her parents are still at the cabin, unreachable also. So that's fun. Um, but, uh, so coming up, so we, uh, like Friday night, I think, um, or maybe it was Saturday night, but, uh, my wife started getting these really intense pains in her side. Um, like screaming, my wife does not scream. She's quite the quiet person. So, uh, she was just screaming in pain and I'm thinking like, Oh, is this like appendix thing? I don't know. And, and and so, but we don't have insurance, so we were like, "Oh, let's fight going to the hospital as much as possible, right?" So, um, so we, she, we ended up. I was like, All right, "I'm afraid that my wife's like not going to make it or something. I don't know." So I took her to the hospital in Saint Croix, and um, long story short, after uh, like three hours of testing, um, and she was also having pain up. Up, like going all the way up here. And so we were like, man, what's, what's the deal. And after three hours of testing, they were, they concluded that she has a, a hemorrhagic ovarian cyst burst. So what that means is that she had a cyst on the bottom of her ovaries and it burst and it was like consistently bleeding. So she was bleeding internally. So when she had these, this pain up here, it was because her blood was like flowing everywhere. And, um, and so, I just still didn't really understand, like, the severity of that, though. And so I'm just trying to stay positive. I'm trying not for my wife to not, like, freak out. And and the doctors and nurses, they're being very, like, you know, they're not giving us all the information because they don't want us to freak out, which is great. <laughs> um, I'm thankful for that. Thank you, all the nurses. Anyway, um, so we <laughs> – so at one point, they're like, okay, we're, we're going to transfer you to Stillwater. Or maybe their accidents were, okay, we're going to transfer you to Stillwater. <laughs> I'm from Missouri, y'all. So, I love your accents. Um, so so we were going to Stillwater. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I'm, you know, I'm thinking cheap because I'm like, oh, we don't have insurance, and I'm trying to keep this bill down. So I was like, can I can I drive her there? And they're like, oh, no, she's unstable. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, okay. So, but that's but at that point, and then they brought in units of blood for her, and I'm just like, oh my goodness. That's when it started, like reality started hitting in, right? So then, um. So they were at the hospital and they're strapping her into the, the bed that'll take her into the ambulance and all that, right? And they said, "No, it's 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 going it's an emer- it's an emergency. They're they're you know high speed going to the to Stillwater, and and so then I was like, okay, I'll just follow behind. Which obviously I'm not following an ambulance. That would be very dangerous and illegal. So um so, but so I finally left. My wife went out in the ambulance, and then I was finally alone. And, um, and that's when reality really hit in and I started really being scared for her life and I'm avoiding eye contact with her cause I'm going to lose it. But, um, but that's when I, you know, that's when I was like, all right, like I, I was trying to be positive so I wouldn't scare her and freak her out or anything and, you know, support her. And, but then she, she left on the ambulance and I was sitting in the parking lot in my Jeep and, uh, and I was just, I just lost it. So I just started crying and, you know, once you once you go there, you're, you're thinking you have all these what ifs. You have all this. You're you're thinking, what is going on? Like, God, why are we going through this? Why are you why are you putting us through this? Or or what's the what's the purpose of this? You you have questioned, and then you, and then you then you where you go where you shouldn't go, and you're like, what if she dies? What am I? What is my life going to look like if that happens? Am I going to be in ministry? I mean, like, you have all these questions, and you're just doubting everything. And I'm just being real with you guys. This is just what was going through my head. And so you just, you begin to wonder everything, but you're just like, what is going on, God, right? So, uh, so then I tried composing myself so I could actually see instead of my tears blurring my eye vision. And so then I, um, I was going to go to Stillwater. I was going to go up, up eight and then down nine, 95. Yeah, I'm not from here, sorry. Uh, so I was going to go down 95. And for some reason that night was the, the thickest fog I've ever seen. I mean, just so thick. So thick that when I was driving, that I would have to slam on the brakes. Have you guys ever experienced that? Because there's like a wall of fog, and you're like, what's on the other side? You know, because <laughs> you feel like you're just gonna like run into even though you know it's fog, you're like, oh no, I'm gonna hit it. <laughs> but you just can't see. So, you know, obviously you're being safe. And and meanwhile, I'm like bawling my eyes out. I'm just so scared. And I'm praying constantly, God save her, just don't let her. Her die. She's everything to me, and and all this stuff. Avoiding eye contact, and uh, and um. But I'm I'm so scared, and I was I was just praying for peace. So we um, on the way, um, my wife has a favorite animal, and it's a fox. This may seem random. I'm going to connect this in a bit, but she has a favorite animal. It's a fox, especially baby foxes. It's cute, guys. You can say ah, yeah. Baby foxes are adorable. Okay. I was gonna put up a picture, and then I was like, "Y'all know what baby foxes look like." Baby fox dude, dude. I'm just kidding. Uh, That's stuck in your head the rest of the day. Um, <laughs> no. So anyway, so our favorite animal is a fox, and once, so back to the road. Came okay, driving, and this fog is so thick, and whether well, it was one of those walls of th- fog that has slowed down to, like slam on the brakes, and through that fog, as I was going really slow. A little fox came out from the ditch and just stopped. Did one of those, like, Sasquatch moves, you know? <laughs> but, but he came out from the, from the ditch. <laughs>
1: That's okay. <laughs>
0: so he came out from the ditch, and I'm going, like, super slow because of the fog, right? <laughs> he came out from the ditch and, uh, and just stopped there and looked at me, baby, little baby fox, and just stared at me. And, and I don't, I can't like explain it really, but I just knew that the peace of God just flow, flew over me. It just filled me up. And, um, I didn't have answers though. I didn't, I didn't know what the outcome of everything was, but I knew that God, that was like, without a question, that was God telling me, I got you, man. She's good. She'll be okay. And that gave me the peace. So that was the peace of God. Check this out. Philippians four, six says, do not worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I'm going to read that bit again. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That peace of God, that's exactly what happened for me. I didn't know, you know, all the, like (laughs) 'Cause sometimes, you know, you're like, oh, okay, God, thanks for that piece. But then our carnality's like, but all right, Christian or a Christian, uh, all right, humans, surgeons, is she for real gonna be okay? <laughs> you know? Like we're like, oh thanks, God. But then we're like, but I wanna hear it from the doctor. <laughs> um so don't do that. <laughs> my point. But um but it but that piece is what, what happened and that, that little fox that that came from the ditch and just those couple moments was I just felt that lift off completely literally took breaths and and I wasn't a crying mess anymore um I was just like I don't know I was kind of excited in a weird way it just because I knew that like this was this was of God um and it was so so great to just know that like that that God was saying, hey, here's this piece everything's gonna be okay I have a plan and it was just so nice to feel that um so let me ask you this. Are you giving your worries to God? Just take a second and ask yourself that. Are you giving your worries to God? Because when we do, we receive his peace. And you might be sitting there saying, well, uh, I've gone through this and I gave it to God. I prayed that he would take this away and he didn't. Or he didn't right away or whatever. And what I would say to you is I encourage you to just be aware that like, it's not our timing right it's not about our agenda because when we when we say when we're giving our fear to god we're saying we're saying hey god this is for you because i can't handle it but this is for you and he and he's saying okay but you have to trust my plan right because his plan may not be the same as ours so going back to the story we um so my wife ended up having surgery And she lived. She's right here. Yeah. She, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Praise God. She, um, they saved both of her ovaries. Yeah, we don't have kids, so come on. We still having kids someday. (laughs) Y'all need to be more excited about that. Come on. (laughs) So they saved both of her ovaries. Um, Anyway, and uh, so she had her, they had her on like three days of rest or whatever in the hospital. So we're there in Stillwater. And they were awesome. They were so helpful and, and uh, whatever. They were great. So we um, were there for three days. And meanwhile, uh, Becky's parents are back. And my wife's name is Becky, in case I didn't say that. Becky. So they're back and at home, and our dog is there. Now, y'all going to hate on people that don't have kids but act like their dogs are kids? That's us. No shame. She gets it. So, uh <laughs> So no, so we don't have kids yet, Um, but we love our dog. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And um, I'd bring a picture, but it'd be so distracting and you all would start crying. So I don't want to do that. Uh, (laughs) So we, so I get a call um, from my, from my in-laws and they're like, um, so I don't want you to freak out. And I'm in the hospital right with my wife. Like she had surgery the day before and I had like no sleep and, and they're like, Hey, I don't want to scare you, but we think your dog got into ibuprofen. Which is like insta-death for dogs. And and I'm just like, oh my gosh. And so they're they're trying to do things, they're trying to help in. And they're like, you know, they're an hour away in Synchroy Falls. And so we're trying and trying to figure out uh, what you know, it's it was too late to like pump stomach or what you know, all this stuff. So they my father-in-law took him to the the animal hospital, and that was in Blaine, and we were in Stillwater, and I was in the hospital with my wife, and and then my my father-in-law was at the hospital for hours and it's midnight, and then then I had to go relieve him, so then I left my wife's hospital to go to my dog's hospital. And, and all of a sudden, I'm just like, God, what is going on? I mean, seriously, like, why are we going through this? First, it's my wife, then it's basically my kid. <laughs> but, you know, it's, 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 it's it was my life at, at this point in my life, like, that's that's my life it's as, as silly as it may sound but i love my puppy and so um so what is going on you know maybe you're going through a time of defeat yeah maybe you've had a job loss maybe you've had a cut in salary maybe um maybe you've lost a friend maybe you've lost a family member and and these things just keep coming and it's just thing after thing maybe You've, you've had health issues, right? Surgery after surgery, where, when is it going to end? Maybe you've had financial problems and it's, and it's just thing after thing and maybe you're having financial problems because of the health problems and you just think, oh, it's like every time like something happens, you're like, oh, you know, maybe that's what you're going through today. Have you ever been in a place where you're asking, what is going on? You know, it's okay to ask that. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't mean you're not a Christian, but it's okay to to ask, oh, "God, what is going on? Like what is what is the purpose of this? Why did you have me go through that? Why did we why did I have that relationship?" Maybe you're going through that right now. Maybe you've done it before, but maybe this is what you're going through right now. I want to look at um, Matthew 8:23 through 27. This is this scripture is talking about when Jesus was on the boat with his disciples and and the storm came and Jesus was sleeping and they're like, dude, wake up, right? You remember this? So it says in verse 23, and when he got in the boat, Jesus, and when he got in the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm onto the sea. So that the boat was being swamped by the waves, but he was asleep. It goes on in verse 25, it says, but then they went and woke him saying, save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, why are you afraid? Oh, you of little faith. Then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. I love that. Then he went and rebuked the winds of the sea and they're like, done. <laughs> like what? <laughs> but that's like, we, we joke or whatever, but like, that's insane <laughs> to think about. I mean, it's one of those scriptures that I just, I can't fathom that, you know, Because we've never seen something like that, but he just, you're done. (laughs) What? (laughs) So he goes on in verse 27 saying, then the men marveled saying, what sort of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? The boat was being swamped by the waves. It says that in scripture right there. The boat was being swamped by the waves. Maybe that's how, how some of us feel. Maybe that's how we feel sometimes. If Jesus this is important listen to this if Jesus can calm the physical storms in scripture he can calm the spiritual storms in our life too but if we put our faith in him if we put our faith in him because we could say we could complain about these problems all we all like i, I we all have someone that we know in our life at some point, maybe now that that just complains all the time, and you just don't want to be around them because they're negative and they're always complaining. We can't be like that because because we can put our faith in Jesus, right? In high school, I um, my youth I had a youth pastor and his wife or whatever. We're on this youth trip. And, um, and I never get headaches or anything, but I had like a crazy headache. We were visiting, it's probably cause we were visiting Evangel University. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we were on a, we were on a trip to visit Evangel and I had this, this headache and I was just like, Oh, my headache hurts so bad. And I kept going on about it. Probably annoying. I was 16 and, and my youth pastor's wife said, have you taken medicine? Meaning like, have you done anything about it to stop it? Because you keep complaining about it, yet you're not doing anything to, to resolve it. And it's, it's just the same thing right here. We could be complaining about all the things that's going wrong in our lives, but if we're not putting our faith in Jesus, if we're not, if we're not trusting him, that we're saying, God, your plan is bigger than ours. And so we can't handle it, so we're giving it to you, then we can't complain. Psalms 121 says, The Lord will watch over your coming in and going both now and forevermore. So he's always with us and he cares for us. And that's another one of those things where you could just be like you you hear it and it goes in one ear and out the other if you're in that place. He oh he oh he cares for us always. Oh great. But we part of that is just being receptive to hear what he has to say. So I challenge you. Ask God to bring you through these times. When we put our faith in God to deliver us through our times of despair. He will. and it's really simple, yet it's really complicated. but all it all requires is us acting. yeah. So it may not be in our timing. It may not be where we want, when we want, but it's God's plan. So listen to this is big. it's his timing. It's his plan. and if we don't trust in his plan or his timing, then we're not trusting God. And we could say we're Christians all day or we're followers of Jesus all day. But if we're not, if we're not letting go of of our wants and our needs and saying, here, God, you take it because I can't handle this because I'm getting swept by these waves left and right because my wife might die. My family's going through this. I have health problems. I have financial problems. I'm going through whatever. If we're not giving that to God, then what are we doing? We need to put our faith in him. Second Corinthians 12, 9 says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Sometimes I'm just like, yep, I'm weak. <laughs> Thank you, God, because I need that power. My grace is sufficient for you. Ah, oh, man. That's just like one of those, I don't, this is, maybe this is weird and this is me, but I'm being real with y'all, right? But I just feel like when I read that, I just, it reminds me of, of my dad just give me a big hug and whether you have a dad or your physical dad or your spiritual dad or whatever um, that's what it feels like to me my grace is sufficient for you when we are weak when we wonder what's going on his power is made perfect it's made perfect so it's okay to wonder what's going on it's okay to wonder what's, what's going on but our next thought is the most important listen here this is really big our next thought is the most important. Do we put our faith in Jesus and trust that He has a plan or not? Yeah. Because we can say, we can sit in the pew and, and, I'm not saying this to you directly, but we can say, like, yep, put my faith in Him, and that's great. But are we actually? And I'm not saying while we sit here in church right now, it's easy to do that. But when you're going through the storms, when you're getting swept by these waves and swamped by these waves, is, are we are we putting our faith in Jesus? And I don't, I don't tell uh, my story to say like oh, we went through the worst thing because I know we didn't. Um, but I know that that through that there was multiple times. Oh, she's up here now. Sorry. <laughs> there was multiple times I looked at my wife and and I said I have no idea what's going on. And sometimes as a husband it's hard to say that because you want to be there for your wife. You want to you know we're men. <laughs> You're not supposed to laugh at that part. <laughs> but sometimes it's hard to do that, right? But it's what's even more strong is when you tell when you tell God, God, I don't have this, but I put my faith in you because I know that you have a plan and it's in your timing and I trust that. So it's okay to wonder what's going on. But do we put our faith in Jesus and trust that he has a plan? I want our prayer partners to come forward. If you're a prayer partner, if you could come and just start stand up right here. I just want to invite you. um, This isn't just, I don't want this to just be like a sermon and feel good, whatever, or a little encouragement, which is always great. But we exist as the church to pray for one another and to be there for one another. This isn't just like a social thing where we we amen, right? Because we're a family. We come together as the body of Christ. And so I want to invite you If you're going through something, if you're getting hit by the waves going back and forth, if bad thing after bad thing keeps happening in your life, if you're just like, God, I can't take this. If you sometimes cry when you're all alone, but you don't want anyone else to know, we want to pray for you because God can deliver that. And you don't have to go through this alone because God is with you always. We just read that in scripture. So if this is you, we wanna invite you up and we just ask that you, you would be bold and step forward because we just wanna pray with you. So go ahead and come on forward. And as we're going through this, if, if that's not you, awesome, that's fine. We're gonna stand and we're gonna sing this song and it's super applicable. It's super applicable to what we're talking about. God has been faithful to us. Even if we haven't seen him be faithful to us, even if we're not acknowledging that or we haven't seen the outcome, God is faithful, whether we see the, the light at the end of the tunnel right now or not. But if you're going through storms right now, be honest with yourself. I'm being straight up with you. Be honest with yourself. If you're going through these times, we want to pray for you. We love you. We want to see God move in your life. So be bold and take that as we sing, take that step forward as we sing this song.
1: My life you have been faithful and all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able oh, I'm gonna sing of the goodness of God Let's sing as we sing oh, that together come on church life, all my life you have been faithful and all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able oh I'm gonna sing of the goodness of God yes I'm gonna sing Cause all my life you have been faithful And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able Oh, I'm gonna sing of the goodness of God Cause your goodness is running Cause your goodness is running out It's running out to me yeah. Your goodness is running out It's running out to me With my life laid down i surrender now I give you everything Cause your goodness is running out It's running out to me
0: And we're just going to keep this this atmosphere of, of worship. But if I just I just want to challenge you as we go on this week. If it's fine if you don't come up for, for prayer or whatever, but I know that everyone's goes through stuff in their lives. I know that everyone's going through through hard times, whether they're hard to you or hard to someone else or whatever. But I just want to challenge you to just give it to God. I know it's easier than said said than done but truly try to do that. I'm just going to close this in prayer, but just keep that in mind as as we go on through this week, amen. Father God, we thank you so much for who you are, Jesus. We thank you so much for, for everything that you've done in our lives. We thank you for your faithfulness, Jesus. We thank you for always being there when we feel like we're completely alone. God, we just ask you to just continue to move in our lives this week. Lord, help us to have our faith, put our faith in you, Jesus. We worship you. Can we just sing this song one more time together? Oh,
1: Of the goodness of God, Come on. yes, all my life, and all my life, you have been faithful, and all my life, you have been so, so good, yes, Lord, with every breath that I am able, oh, I'm going to see. Of the goodness of God. Yes, I'm gonna sing of the goodness of
0: God. Amen, amen. Church, thank you so much for being here today. We wanna remind you that we have Miracle Sunday tonight starting at 6 p.m. We hope to see you there. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your week.
1: Thank you for listening to this week's message from Adventure Church. If you want to keep up with all that is going on here at Adventure Church, please download our app by texting AC Siren App, all one word, to 77977 for a direct link, or visit our website, www.adventurechurchsiren.com.